Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Friday, everybody. Or let's call it, let's be frank, Friday. Lies get told while the truth gets slayed. All you can do is lay in the bed you made. It's your boy, OG. And if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. Stand up, stand out. Analytics don't make stars. My war of words leave more than just scars. Everybody got questions? My answers are leave no doubt. Only the real ones know what I'm talking about. Happy Friday, everybody. We're going to ride into this session of Tilt. Get you on your way. Let's get to these quick hits. Let's go. All right. First, starting off the bat, we're going to pay homage to the dead. Uh, Olympic uh, 110 meter three time uh, gold medalist Greg Foster passed this week. He was 64. Uh, UCLA track legend. Uh, condolences going out to uh, the track world, his family, uh, rest in peace. Uh, next on the slate, we got Eric Bieniemy again. Uh, as noted last week, he was he was he was uh, he's cast as the new OC for the Washington Commanders, but the press conference. If you watch that press conference. And how well-spoken he was and how he answered the questions, there is no doubt in my mind he should be a head coach. There's no doubt to anybody else that he should be a head coach. His resume speaks for itself and all the things they say about him not calling the actual plays or what have you. Other guys that have been on that Kansas City staff that didn't call plays and they got head coaching jobs. It's getting to the point, like I said, you got to call it what it is, what it is. It's Let's Be Frank Friday, and frankly, they don't want a black man as head coach. Him in particular, I don't know why, because nobody really says anything bad about him outside of uh, LaShawn McCoy. And LaShawn McCoy, I mean, like I said, he's great on the podcast, but on uh, national TV, you suck, especially when you're hating on another brother. Black on Black crime is not cool, especially the way you're doing it. And in one hand, you're saying you wish him well. In the next breath, you're downing him. Well, when you got to Kansas City, LaShawn McCoy, you wasn't Shady McCoy anymore. You were just another back that Andy Reid felt like he owed something to that he gave a job to. You only played six games that season and you got a Super Super Bowl ring for your troubles. So, like I said, maybe you got there and you thought you was the still Shady of old. And Eric Bieniemy just reminded you. Brother, let it go. Let it go. Not a good look for you. And, and Eric Bieniemy doesn't need anybody else bashing him. Like I said, Pat, Patty Mahomes came out and gave him a stamp of approval. And that's all I needed. And that's all these GMs should need. Because like I said, if, if he's got Patty Mahomes, who has two Super Bowl rings now, come on. I understand why he went to Washington. But proving himself, he's won the Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. The losing Super Bowl coaches got jobs, and he didn't. I'm going to leave it right there. Like I said, it's, it's Let's Be Frank Friday, and you know what it is. I'm trying to be in a good mood. I'm not even going to call it out today. Next, we got Aaron Rodgers back from his darkness retreat or whatever that was. Uh, still rumors swirling around about him going to the Jets, him staying there, him going to the Raiders. At this point, who cares? 
Nobody in their right mind is going to walk away from $59.6 million. I mean, he's he's kooky enough to actually do it. So if he did it, I wouldn't be surprised. But he's made way more money in a league than he probably could spend. So it's not going to be that too much of a surprise. But get off TV. When, when the, the brothers can't be paid, he's trying to figure out if he's going to play or uh, if he's going to go home. Me, personally... You see what your predecessor did when he left. Everybody hates him now. You're going down the same road. Let's just hope you don't steal some money from some, from some underprivileged kids. Moving on. Now, Lamar Jackson gets the franchise tag. Surprise, surprise. I mean, that wasn't a surprise to anybody. We can see it coming a mile away. They simply don't want to pay Lamar. And it's, I don't mean, I don't want to call them cheapskates, but they don't pay anybody. Ray Lewis told him before the negotiations even started, they didn't pay Ray. Ray got paid, but Ray didn't get paid what he was supposed to. Neither did Ed Reed. He ended up going to the Texans at the end of his career. They don't want to pay, and they have this structure in place. They've won the Super Bowls with it, but they've never had a player as transcendent as Lamar Jackson. So that therein lies the problem. And Lamar knows what he's worth, so he's digging in. And it's not like he's asking for something over the top. He's just playing... He's just playing the cards he's dealt. He's going against the market value. And what baffles me is why are they always crying about, oh, yeah, he's not worth this, he's not worth that. He's going by the market value. Same as Dak Prescott. Dak wasn't asking for 40 million. Dak, Dak just wanted what the market was, which was 34, 35. The Cowboys wouldn't give him five years. So he held out. And he got double that. Is that his fault? No. Greedy owners. Maybe, but these guys get away with a lot of stuff. But when the players have enough business acumen to know their worth, know what the market value is, all of a sudden Lamar's a bad guy. Then they put out this 3,000 uh, word essay on the problems with Lamar. He hasn't finished the last two seasons, all that, all that kind of BS. But let me tell you Lamar's strategy, uh, quite plain and simple. Justin Herbert is up for a contract. So is Joe Burrow. They want Lamar to take the deal because they know Cincinnati and the Chargers are going to break the bank for those two quarterbacks. Because right now they're saying it's just not realistic. The, the deal that Deshaun Watson got, you know, was unethical. They shouldn't have done that. Why? Because he's a black quarterback. But how is it unreasonable when it's already one out there? Love Deshaun. Love DW4. He's not Lamar Jackson. Lamar's accomplished more. So why can't he get the guaranteed money? These owners are banding together now all of a sudden to stop the quarterbacks from getting paid. But I want to see what Joe Burrow gets and what Justin Herbert gets. Because they're going to break the bank. Lamar, stick to your guns, buddy. Stick to your guns. Because then what are they going to say? If Justin Herbert... Gets that kind of money. I know they're trying to give Joe Burrow that, that kind of money. So what are they going to say? They're going to say no to Joe Burrow? You know, he's the All-American boy. Mr. Uh, Cody McCulkin lookalike. They don't want to pay him. Good job, Lamar. Like I said, they want you. They, they're trying to misconstrue it into that you don't have an agent. You don't need an agent. That, that's the, the way of the world today. Cut the middleman out. Lamar's cut him out. They got to come straight to him. They don't like it. Pay the piper.
Then we got the holdup with Jalen Hurts contract. The owner said money was no object after him losing in the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? Money's an object. Imagine that. Another black quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he's proved that he's the franchise guy. He proved, he, he pretty much, it's not pretty much, he outplayed Patty Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So, what's the holdup? And he has an agent. So, what's the holdup? Come on, Philly. Philly's got a lot of guys in free agency. I understand that. But you got to take care of the main guy. You took care of Carson Wentz. Let's see how this pans out. And all of a sudden, everybody's having a problem with black quarterbacks and their contracts. Because you know what's happening. Like I said, the takeover is real. It's coming. Look at the draft. Look at what you have in the NFL now. The top paid quarterbacks out of the top five, four of the top five highest paid quarterbacks are black. The number one and two pick coming out in the draft are black with others to follow. It's not a coincidence. First you didn't want black quarterbacks. Now you don't want to pay them. Something's got to give. Let's see what. But like I said, the guys, like, they talking about they don't know if they want to uh, extend Dak Prescott. Dak, Dak has done his job. I mean, he hasn't come up on the winning end, but Dak's done his job. They want to talk about Kyler Murray and him, him having an attitude. But the new coach said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have took this job without Kyler Murray. Conflicting, right? Then you got DW4, Deshaun Watson, who did everything for a franchise here in Houston only to get railroaded by them. Like I said, nobody knows what really happened off the field. He wasn't convicted of anything. So he got the highest uh, guaranteed contract uh, in NFL history. And like I said, before before all of this happened, he was a top five quarterback in the league. Excuse me. He was a top three quarterback in the league. Get ready for him this year. And then, of course, there's Lamar. Everything you want, bleed for the franchise, they don't want to pay him. This franchise tag is a joke. I wouldn't step foot on the field, if they, especially if I'm Lamar and they trying to pay you. It's not. They keep trying to make the numbers add up. Oh, he should have took this. He should have took that. You're not Lamar Jackson. You're not. And it's going to get to the point, the way these pundits on TV like to count players' money, what if the players start, you know, most of these players have Twitter, you know, they got uh, all these accounts, Instagram. What if they turn their followers on the pundits? Start saying they shouldn't get paid what they're paid, Stephen A. Smith. What if Dak got mad one day and just turned Cowboy Nation over on you? What, what would happen then? Maybe you come down off that high horse a little bit and stop counting brothers' money. Because they don't count yours, but they will be soon. That's all I'm saying. Moving on to more news. The, the Colts have hired Jim Bob Cooter as the new OC for the Colts. He sounds like somebody off the Dukes of Hazard, but uh, he's, he's, he's a proven OC in the league. So that should be a good fit for the Colts. Uh, Willie Taggart leaves Colorado to be the running backs coach for the Ravens. Now, Willie was one of the highly touted coaches that Dion, uh poached from the college ranks from HBCU. But, you know, Willie's coached Oregon. He's coached at Florida State. Uh, maybe he wants a shot at the pros now. But my thing is, 
you didn't do well in college. Why are you going to the pros? Maybe Willie has aspirations I don't know about. Far be it for me to keep him from following those dreams, but we have the first defection from uh, Prime's uh, coaching staff. We're going to wish him luck because I know Prime is. Uh, good luck, Willie. Then moving on a little bit into the basketball realm, a man, Nate McMillan, got fired. I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when. Uh, the issues be him, between him and Trey Young was evident. Uh, other team members, uh, John Collins talking about uh, he didn't nurture the guys. Like, he's your coach. He's not your dad. These guys need to grow up. And now they're talking about possibly trading Trey Young. I mean, why would you fire Nate if you're going to trade Trey? He, he, that's the problem. He's not getting to jack up 100 shots. And he he's mad because he didn't make the all-star team. I mean, Trey, I was out on Trey Young being in the NBA. I thought, you know, he was flashing the pan. I want to be Steph Curry. No, he's not. Trey's actually good. Trey can actually run a team. He's a high-volume scorer. And like I said, he can run a team because he dropped dimes as, as easy. It's, it's not hard for him. It's like it's not something that you got to make him do. Trey's an excellent passer. But the ego, you know, the clout chasing, the fame, them going to the Eastern Conference Finals a year and a half ago, I think it is all caught up with him. And then him not making an all-star game, all-star, uh, game this year, I guess it was all Nate's fault. Nate's an OG in the game. He played with Gary Payton. Uh, this clout chasing stuff is funny to him. Uh, I wish Nate nothing but the best. Uh, maybe he can get with the right organization, or maybe Nate will just give it up altogether. But that was some BS, uh, Nate getting fired. Then my man Russ got signed by the Clippers. We're going to talk about Russ's revenge when we get to the basketball portion. But right now, I'm just happy Russ got signed and got out of the Clippers situation because it was not all his fault. Pat Bev also got signed by Chicago. Chicago, in doing that, announced they're shutting down Lonzo Ball for the year, which is a downer. Uh, Lonzo's a great talent. He hasn't blossomed into what he's supposed to be, but, but Lonzo's a beast. But I think the whole Laker experience kind of shattered his confidence a little bit. He didn't get to take over like he should have. Uh, so he's been kind of passive. He's been up and down. But he plays defense. He drops dimes. He improved his three-point shooting. I'm waiting for him to come back. Uh, maybe his dad can get in his ear. We need you to toughen up, Lonzo, and be the floor leader that you were supposed to be. Or you're just going to be another cautionary tale. And I don't wish that for you. Uh, look at your brother. He's thriving. Your brother learned from you. This time, maybe you need to learn from him. Also, moving on, we got this. Jake Paul against Tyson Fury fight coming up. Another setup. He's telling uh, Tyson Fury if he beats him, he'll pay him double. But if Tyson Fury loses, he doesn't have to pay him anything. Another another setup. If, he, if Jake Paul wins this fight, man, you should never watch pay-per-view again. If Tyson Fury uh, loses this fight, he needs to lead the country immediately. Immediately. Jake Paul's a fake boxer. If I wasn't up, up there in age, hell, I'd fight his ass. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's this YouTuber wanting to be a real real athlete. I mean, I'm not going to joke front. He's in phenomenal shape. Uh, he works out. He does his thing in the gym. But he's not a real fighter. 
these are exhibition fights, not even exhibition fights. Uh, but he's he's killing the game in it, and I'm, I'm not knocking anybody's hustle. But somebody need to knock his ass out. Good luck, Fury. That's all I'm saying. That's all we have for quick hits. Uh, we're gonna jump right into uh, football. Not much going on in NFL. Everybody's waiting for the draft. Pretty much, not a lot of uh, things happening out there. One story I'm gonna touch on. Is, uh just happened this morning talking about uh Russell Wilson Russell Wilson as much as they've been on Russell you know the guy that does everything right the guy that says the right things the guy's all for the organization first they're coming out with that uh his nonprofit is not donating uh the correct amount of funds to charity you might want to check every other athlete's nonprofit cuz that's that's what they do it's pretty much a way to wash money but you didn't hear that from me but they got Russell for that. Russell's not a te good teammate. And now they're saying that Russ wanted to get Pete Carroll in a GM fired. Now, I'm not saying he didn't, but he came out on Twitter and said he, 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 it, that was not something he did. Uh, but the animosity toward them when they played this year, like for all Russ did for Pete and all Pete did for Russ, that wasn't even a handshake after the game. Like, Pete was jumping up and down like he had won the Super Bowl, which I thought was petty and classless. But, hey, if Russ in there trying to get the guy fired, then I probably would feel the same way. But, like I said, it's it's business. It's big business. And he's not the first quarterback that won his coach and the GM fired. But the heat he's catching for it, you know, black quarterbacks can't do that. They can't ask for the guy to get fired. Aaron Rodgers tried to get uh, McCarthy fired for years. He's trying to get LaFleur fired a couple of years ago. But, you know, Russ is just such a bad teammate. Who knows? Uh, it'll all come out in the wash. If Russ has a stellar season next year, they'll forget about all of this. But if not, Russ might be on the way down. I just hope it doesn't happen because from all accounts, he's a good guy and we want to see the good guys win. But, you know, He's held to a different standard. That sucks, but it is what it is. Now moving on, we've been running down uh, the top 50 free agents. I'm going to run down the last uh, 10 for you. Uh, first at number 41 is Yasin. He's a quarterback, cornerback for the Raiders. Uh, they might be looking to go younger, so he, he might be out. But he's a free agent corner. He's young, athletic. We're going to see what happens. Number 42 is Odell Beckham Jr. Odell is, Odell's a man without a team. And people keep wanting to flash back to Odell, number one receiver Odell. Odell hasn't been a number one receiver in some years. Uh, he was with the Rams. He was not a number one receiver. He wasn't really a number two. So I, I thought maybe if he got on the Cowboys, but he couldn't work out. So what does that tell you? So all of that was dog and pony show for him to try to get back in the league but it didn't work odell you got to pass that physical and until they see you on the field nobody's signing you buddy like i said good luck uh number 43 you have miles sanders the running back for the eagles like i said the eagles have a number of guys uh they got to sign or hope to resign but this is one guy they need to keep he's part of that three-headed monster that they have at running back uh He's top five running back in this league as far as I'm concerned. 
Uh, number 44, we got Brand, uh, Brandon Graham, the defensive end for the Eagles. Another one, savvy vet. He's one of the last uh, guys from the Andy Reid regime, uh, cornerstone franchise. But I don't know if they're going to keep him or not. Whether they go young or not, I would offer him something, but we're going to see. Then we have Marcus Peters, well-known cornerback for the Ravens. I think he's one out as well come in Baltimore, but he's a savvy veteran, so maybe he'll take a pay cut. Maybe he'll go somewhere else, but don't really look to see Marcus Peters in the Ravens uniform next year. Uh, at 46, we got Alan Lazard, the Packers wide receiver, who's supposed to be the number one to uh, replace uh, Devontae Adams. But that whole fiasco with them not, with Aaron Rodgers not coming to training camp and all of that, we got everybody behind, not just him. Uh, he's still a good receiver. If the Packers are smart, they'll re-sign him. But there's definitely a market out there for him. At 47, we got Bomb Bell, the safety from the Bengals. Uh, they should resign him. Uh, he's pretty good. Uh, a lot of guys going to be up for him, but I think uh, – Bengals are building the defense over there, so they I pretty much think they're gonna keep them in house. Excuse me, but we will see. At 48, we got Jermaine Pratt, linebacker, also linebacker for the Bengals. He's probably gonna be out there on the free agent market. Uh, I don't see them matching anything uh to keep him, but stranger things have happened, so we'll see. Uh, we got Patrick Peterson, the future Hall of Famer cornerback. I'm hoping the Cowboys jump out there and get him. Maybe he can be a mentor. Uh, to Diggs because that, that's Diggs cornerback God so I mean you could Patrick Patrick Peterson can play corner safety it doesn't matter I love to see him with the Cowboys as free safety but there's going to be a market for him like I said future Hall of Famer he's not the not the cover guy he used to be but 85% of him is better than half of 100% of most of the other guys even at his advanced age, his technique is still way better than Diggs. You're not getting Patrick Peterson on a double move. Not even now. And last, number 50, we got that guy. Baker Mayfield. Quarterback extraordinaire. I like Baker. Baker's got all the moxie you want. He doesn't care what the naysayers say. He's a gamer. He's going to show up and play. I mean, he might not have all the intangibles that they want these guys to have. He doesn't have the height. He doesn't have the arm, but Baker in the right situation uh, would do great. And I don't know what the Jets are waiting for. They're trying to court Aaron Rodgers. They're trying to Derek Carr. Go get Baker Mayfield for on the cheap, and I guarantee you you'll be in the playoffs next year. Nobody listened to OG, but I'm telling you, that's the perfect fit. Nobody wants to talk about it, but Baker Mayfield to the Jets. That would be a win-win. He could handle that New York media. And he probably have more commercials than he have now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, we're out of that. We're going to get into this college basketball. March Madness is like 10 days away. And like I said, nobody has a clue on what's about to go down. We don't have a clue week to week. So the, the whole tournament, the how everybody's ranked, it's a anomaly in itself, and once again, with the, with the on the men's side, once again, the the rankings mean it does doesn't mean anything because these guys are getting knocked off week by week. Uh, case in point, number six Virginia loses to Boston College sixty three to forty eight. Uh, we had number nine Baylor 
Loses to number 14, Kansas State, 75 to 65. Number 11, Tennessee. Loses to number 7, Texas A&M, 68-63. Then we had number 16, Xavier losing to Villanova, 64-63. That was a close one. Uh, we had number 17, Indiana, losing to Michigan State. That was the emotional game. That was the first game back for Michigan State after uh, the on-campus shooter. Like I said, man, we need to stop using sports to try to motivate kids after something as tragic as that happens. Cut it out. I'm tired of it. And stop it. You play the games because you want to play the games and you want the revenue. Uh, finally, we had number 21, Northwestern, loses to Illinois. 66-62 last night. Like I said, the rankings mean absolutely nothing. Because the at least on the men's side, the seven to eight ranked teams getting uh, getting knocked out in the top twenty weekly. So when I give you the rankings, it's like it's it's, it's crazy. Uh like Don Staley said, these guys have they have uh league dreams with backyard work ethic. Uh, that's I'm I'm gonna get that on a t-shirt. I love it. But uh the men's rankings as of today goes as follows. Houston uh ranked number one again for the third time this year. Houston need to get some shooters. Sasser's not gonna if he gets locked down in a tournament, they're gonna be out of there. They need to get some shooters. Uh, Alabama with the whole Miller controversy with him giving his friend a gun and him actually killing his girlfriend. That's that's up in the air. Uh, how is that going to affect their play? Uh, the other night he dropped 41, so not too much. They're at the two spot. Number three, Kansas is finally playing like uh, the defending national championships. Uh, champions from last year, they're going to be a problem. Number four, UCLA. I still say UCLA, UCLA is highly overrated. They just haven't played a tough uh, schedule this year. Number five, Purdue. Uh, they figured out they got the blueprint now to slow down big fella. All you got to do is run them. So they dropped to the number five spot. Number six, again, Virginia. Uh, like I said, if you have good guards, Virginia ha has a problem. They've got Carolina this weekend, so we'll see. Number seven, Arizona. They're two up and down. I picked them as one of the – they're a steady team, but like I said, they play to the – the level of that of the competition and that's been evident throughout the year but they've stayed in the top 10 so look out for them number eight is texas texas has the goods but sometimes they forget how to play basketball uh with the firing of that chris beard uh the new coach he's doing the best he can i don't think he's gonna hold on to that job but we'll see number nine baylor live by the three die by the three it's that simple with them uh, and at number 10, we got Marquette. They're a solid team, but I don't see them going that far. Uh, they're pretty small. Uh, they're going to have issues with size. So we'll see how that goes, but they are ranked number 10 in the country. Then we're going to go to the women's side who play the real basketball. And actually, the women fell off like the, the men. Usually, their rankings stay tight. Uh, nothing to see there, but this week... Let's run them down. Uh, number four, UConn lost to St. John, 69-64. Gino needs to stop crying. You're not getting those recruits anymore. They belong to Don Staley. Then we had number six, Iowa losing to number seven, Maryland. Linda Freeze is back in the building. Uh, she's got her recruits. 
Uh, when she first came on the scene and won the national championship, she got a family now. She fell off a little bit, but Miss Freeze is back. Welcome back. Uh, number three, uh, number 12, Michigan, they lost, lost to Ohio State 74 to 61. Then we had number 14, Arizona, losing to Oregon 73 to 59. Uh, we had number 17, UCLA, losing to Washington State 62 to 55. Number 20, Iowa State, loses to Oklahoma State 73 68. And finally, Illinois, number 25, Illinois loses to Nebraska, 90 to 57. Wow. Like I said, they had a week like the guys. And then we're going to go over to uh, the women's, uh, the rankings as, as right now. South Carolina still at number one. Uh, after getting that scare from Ole Miss, they, they put it on Tennessee last night. You got Indiana at number two. Stanford at number three, UConn at number four, uh, number five is LSU, Kim Mulkey, number six is Iowa, seven is Maryland, like I said, welcome back, Linda Freeze, number eight is Utah, number nine is Virginia Tech, and number 10 is Notre Dame. That's all, well, that's all I have for the, from the uh, collegiate ranks. And then we're going to move into the big boys, the NBA. Russ revenge. <laughs> All the things the Lakers blame Russ for. Russ is still in LA hanging with the Clippers. He's got probably two of the best wings when healthy in the league. He's got Kawhi Leonard. He's got Paul George. He's got an inside presence. He's got a Terrence man coming off the bench. I don't know exactly what Russ's role is going to be, but Brody is back in the building. And I can't wait to see it. The Lakers, LeBron has said this is going to be the most uh, impactful 23 games of, of the year for him. Uh, they're still in 13th place. So we're going to see how that goes. Can they make the plan? Can they get to the sixth seed? We will see. Uh, no KD tonight for uh, Phoenix Suns. Everybody thought they were coming back. And from watching uh, the different pundits, somebody finally defended Kevin Durant, Durant correctly, and it wasn't me. Uh, Joy Taylor and Shady McCoy actually did an excellent job of defending KD like he should have been defended all along. Rick Buecher, you a sucker. They made you look plain on TV, and I don't know why you're an NBA insider after that crap you spewed out of your mouth. Like I said, KD, he said KD had to get it from the mud. Like, people forget the first nine years of his career when he was in OKC. He got it from the mud. He was 23 when he went to his first finals. Russell Westbrook was not Russell Westbrook. James Harden was not James Harden. You've heard it from me before. No big deal. Then they say, Rick Beagle went on to say when he was in Golden State that he was a passenger. Yeah. Passengers don't get two-time finals MVPs, guy. It, that's, that's not how you do it. And without being injured... And, like, everybody, MVP this, MVP that. Katie's to me, is still the best player in the world. Riddle me this. If you had Jokic, MB, Giannis, Luka, you could even throw Kyrie in there. If the game's on the line, if your life's on the line, would you want those guys shooting the ball? Or, do, or do, would you want KD? Get back to me on that, but I know what the answer is. 
And then they're talking about the guys with the most pressure this year. Let's go. Let's start at the top. Chris Paul. For all his accolades, point guard, whatever, Chris Paul's a choker. Point blank, period. I don't even have to elaborate. Just look at his uh, conference championship collapses. Look at him. I don't, I don't even have to go into it. James Harden, point blank, period, is a quitter. That's it. I mean, we don't even have to go into it. How many ways all you have to do is watch the tape. Number three is Tatum. I call him Casper because he disappears like a ghost when it gets hot. Number four is Jokey. Mr. Do-It-All for nothing. Pretty much, Jokic is a role player. He does all he can for his team, but when they're healthy, he's the third place, best player on his team. Two-time MVP, got picked next to last in the All-Star game. Adam Silver, stop playing with us. And number five, Mr. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi don't care what they say, and they know that, so they leave him alone. <laughs> He doesn't care about being the best of all time or any of that crap. They can say what they want. He's just going to give them that little crazy laugh and, and move on. That's why they leave him alone because he does not care. But, Kai, you need to win something this year or get close to it or something because you've been lacking these last couple of years. And last, I'm going to put uh, my man Steph Curry on this list. I hate to say it, but what I've been wanting to happen since he left Golden State, if it comes down to – Steph playing against KD, KD's going to assassinate him just like he did LeBron James. And then, what are you going to say about those two rings he got in, in Golden State? Was he the bus driver or the passenger? You know what it is. And then we're going to go into these uh, the top 10 standings right now for the NBA, and I'll get on out of here. Uh, in the Eastern, you got Boston. They're going to have a fight on their hands with the Bucks. Speaking of the Bucks, the Bucks are number two. Giannis with the hurt wrist. And number three, we got the 76ers. Uh, the 76ers don't have any leaders. Uh, Embiid and Harden are not leaders. That's just the facts about it. The Cavaliers need a Mobley sighting. The, the young fellas are going to have to step a little bit more if they're going to really make a run. The Nets are falling stars. Team without any stars. A lot of good role players, but no stars. The Knicks are making a push. Uh, then you have the Heat at number seven. Kevin Love. I don't know uh, how much of an addition he's going to be to them, but we're going to find out. The Hawks. No Nate. Who you going to blame now? It's all on you, Trey. Number nine, Toronto. They got to get healthy. And number 10, the Wizards are making a push, but they need John Wall back. Okay, we're going to go to the Western Conference. You got the Nuggets. The only way the Nuggets won't be the number one seed in the playoffs is if uh, they have an epic collapse. And I don't, I don't see that happening. They play good enough basketball that they should be there. And they have an eight-game lead as of right now. Number two, the Grizzlies are what they want to be. The wannabe bullies who keep getting their asses kicked. But they're still holding strong at number two. Told you, y'all. Stay humble. Number three, we've got the Kings. They're still rising. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to overtake the, uh, the Grizzlies at some point, but we'll see. Number four, the Clippers, the uh, Russian Russ injection. <sighs> it's going to be great to see. Number five, 
Katie arrives. They're on the map now. Let's see what happens. Dallas at number six, the dynamic duel. But are they committed? Uh, Lucas already shook because Kyrie is Kyrie. And just watching them, he's like, he's not that, and he knows that. So we're going to see how that works. Uh, the T-Wolves, Cat comes back. Uh, Anthony Edwards is ready to knock somebody off. We're going to see. And the Pelicans, Zion's health depends on everything. They were in a good groove before he got hurt. Now he's got to come back, get acclimated. I don't know if 23 games is enough to get that chemistry back, but we're going to see. At 9, the Jazz come to play every night, win or lose. And finally, Golden State. If Golden State is in the playoff, the play-in game, they're going to play themselves right, right out of the playoffs if they have to be in the play-in game. Well, I didn't plan to go this long today, but let me go ahead and get my shout-outs out here so we can get, get you going. Uh, Shout-out to Westfield High School, my nephew. Their quest for state was cut short uh, last Wednesday. Uh, Shout-out to my nephew, Dutch. We've got greener pastures to go to uh, as it moves on to the next level. Uh, congrats to Davis High School and MacArthur High School in the district. They uh, got past their first round. Congrats to both coaches. Um, got birthday shout-outs. My cousin Homer Gray's birthday was Wednesday. Shout-out to him. Uh, we ain't got to really argue this year, but we will. Number one trash talker on Facebook. Uh, Shout-out to my sister-in-law, Lisa Big Splash. Her birthday was also this weekend. Uh, Shout-out to her. And shout out to my nephew Julius, whose birthday will be Sunday, and he will be turning the big one six. Happy Friday, everybody! It's your boy OG, and I'm O U T.